What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, we're going to take care of a little bit of business. Uh, we have another show. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Speaking of Murders is the name. If you want to see photos associated with today's episode, check our socials. Those are linked in the show notes and the episode notes. We have an Instagram, we have a Facebook. And if you want to support the show because you just love us and you think we're awesome and you want to help out, uh, we have a Patreon that's also linked in the show and episode notes. And uh, we're actually putting out bonus episodes there every other Saturday. So you're not just donating to us to, to help us out out of the goodness of our heart. You get something out of it too. All of that said, uh, if you don't mind, leave us five stars. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave a comment, a review, whatever. Um, and share the show because that's honestly the best way to help us grow is to show it to your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever. We really appreciate it, and if you have a case suggestion for something that you would like to hear on the show, send that to our email or slide it into our DMs on one of our socials. Um, the email is speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. So all that uh, said, out of the way, Shauna's going to be... Oh, wait a minute. We are dropping a bonus episode this week uh, on yes, we the are. Speaking of Missing Persons So shameless plug podcast. here. Shameless plug. We are starting a new podcast after the first of the year called Unsolved Mayhem. Throughout the month of October, we're going to be dropping a couple of teaser episodes on you guys. Um, so keep an eye out for those. Those will be coming out on Thursdays. So make sure you don't miss those. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed so you don't miss it and get the notifications when we drop new episodes. Sean is telling the story today. Um, who are we talking about? We're talking about a little girl named Sherry Marler. You say little girl. Are we talking about a child, a teenager, or just uh, someone who's pre-teen. really small? Preteen. Preteen. Okay. Sherry Lynn Marler was a tomboy. She loved working on the family farm in 1984. Uh, she liked it way more than going to school. Can relate. She could even drive a tractor and run a combine. Dang. All right. How old was she? Twelve. Impressive. She earned herself the nickname Little Farmer. So our story is going to take place in Greenville, Alabama. Hmm. I don't think, have we done Alabama yet? I don't know. I don't think so. Greenville, Alabama, here we come. Our story starts... At 9.30 a.m. on June 6th, 1984, Sherry rode to town with her stepfather, Raymond, to go to the First National Bank. Okay. Before either one of them have got, like, got out of the truck, Raymond handed Sherry a dollar and told her to go across the street to the Chevron gas station and get a soda out of the vending machine. That would be... The last time anyone would see Sherry ever again. 
That's sad. And the way that Raymond had described the interaction of them getting out of the truck, like he just slid the dollar bill across the seat. She hopped out, and he didn't look back. He just walked into the bank. So they just literally parted ways. Okay. Raymond arrived back at the truck about 15 minutes later to find that Sherry still hadn't returned to it. He was a retired army sergeant and had ran a farm 12 miles away. Like I said, she worked on the family farm. So he searched for her. Like he searched this whole area for her, but didn't find her. So he reported her missing to the Greenville Police Department at 11.46 a.m. Well, good. He didn't waste any time. I was going to say, it was pretty fast. So police, you know, they did what they were supposed to. They interviewed the family, like asking normal questions. So they didn't make him wait 48 hours? No. Didn't assume she was a runaway. I'm actually going to, I'm going to touch on that, actually. Okay. So they interviewed the whole family, including her biological father, Rolf, and they said that both um, Raymond and Rolf were very uh, helpful in looking. Like, they spent a lot of time looking for her. Soon, the entire family is clear. They're not even close to suspects. They didn't believe that she was a runaway either because she was looking forward to things like watching her favorite soap opera when they got back from the bank. And later that day, she was supposed to go visit her grandma in Enterprise. Okay, so because she had plans plans and intentions for the future, they're assuming, yes, she did not run away. Right. They also said that she didn't have any significant life problems either. I mean, she's 12. Yeah, but they were, like, talking, like, oh, you school, mean like a school or abuse. Or yeah. The, there was no indication that she needed to run away. She was behind on the rent. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> just like, yeah, totally. I could see it. The day she had went missing, police immediately drove around town looking for her. They stopped and asked everyone if they had seen her. They were being very proactive in looking. About a week later, police got, like, a plane together to, like, search for her by air, but came up with nothing. They had also put together a $200 reward and hung poster or her photos up at truck stops and stores all over the country. $200? Well, I mean, it's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, is it a tiny town, I'm assuming? Yeah. It's like Greenville is the town, and then, like, everything else is, like, farmland, is how it, like, right. sounds. Like, you have to go to Greenville to get groceries and the bank and gas and all that stuff. They had also, at this point, were believed that if she was a runaway, that they would have already found her. Because, of, I guess, statistically proven runaways will usually be found within the first three days because they typically come back or whatever. So they were going statistically not a runaway. She would have probably came back. A month later, police got a tip. Sherry might be in St. Stephen, Alabama, near Betaw Road, but nothing really came of that either. So they searched and just nothing? She wasn't there. So 
Because I would assume with a tip like that, they're probably looking for a body. Uh, no, the tip was that she was alive. Like she was just wandering around in oh. St. Alabama, uh, oh, like St. Stephen, Alabama. Yeah, like oh, a sighting. Okay, gotcha. Okay. okay, so this is like, yeah, a really small place because in 2022, the census was just 7,263. Oh, yeah, that's a real small town. Yeah, so in 84, it's saying like the highest it ever was was in 2010, it w- there were 8,135 people. Yeah. So it was it was basically like farmlands and then Greenville the town like. Yeah. And in the 80s it was probably only a couple thousand people. At this point though is when they started to suspect foul play was involved. Not so much like Hey, she was murdered. But but she was like, kidnapped. She was taken. Right. Four months later, police would get their first of three possible uh, sightings, like reported sightings of her. All three of these reports was that she was with an unidentified man. One, I don't know in what order the sightings happened because they only talk about two. One of the sightings was at a truck stop in Georgia. With that man. Another was in New Orleans, in a New Orleans mall in 1984. Both sightings, she was described as being disheveled, upset, and dazed. The man she was with was around 50 years old, about 5'8", a husky build, weathered complexion, and crow's feet. Someone said they heard her refer to him as BJ. After that, though, there were no more reports or sightings or evidence or anything that came up. So there's been nothing since So she literally vanished. She literally just poofed. So I did find, they guesstimate in 1984, there was like 7,600 people that lived in this town. So very, very, very small town. Which makes me believe it was probably someone who lived there. I don't know how far this place is from, like, a major highway that, like, somebody driving through. Right, like, stopping through for gas. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But if she was seen with a truck driver. Well, they didn't say it was a truck driver. She was seen at a truck stop. Yeah, she was seen at a truck stop. Don't feel bad. I also assumed it was a truck driver. Yeah, me too. I just assumed it was a truck driver. So... I'm assuming... Not to insult the truck drivers of the world. No offense taken. Um, Oh, I'm offending you, sir. Not the rest of the truck drivers, just you. I don't know. Thanks. (laughs) I'm kidding, Bobby. So basically, that's where the case just ran cold and it just slowed down. Police were and are still getting tips, but nothing is ever coming from these tips. Well, I mean, it's been a, a long shame. time. It has been a long time. I I would lean towards abduction. Like, I mean, that I is say, my like, thought someone process. Traveling through in the gas station, but that would have to be some major luck. Like you're lucky enough to just this girl be there, the wrong place. Um, yeah. I mean, shit like that happens all the time. But I am actually thinking that whoever uh, took her lived in Georgia and they were seen at a truck stop driving from Alabama to Georgia. Could have been. Or Louisiana because she was sighted, she was spotted in Georgia and Louisiana. I spent hours 
scouring newspapers from around this time, like around the time that she went missing, and after. And this is all the information that they gave about this case. Like, so it wasn't it. like national news. Even though they had posted everything, like they had posted her photo all over the country, it was like it happened. And then four months later, it was like it never happened at all. Like she never gets mentioned, not even like a year later or even six months later in newspapers. It's like they covered it up until the last sighting and then that was that. Like end. Which is why I wanted to put it out there again because she was born in 1971. There's a good possibility she's still alive if she is was just abducted and like raised as like, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd be like 40, 41 right now. Not much older than me. Or is it? No, she'd be in her 50s. 71. So she'd be yeah. in her early 50s. Yeah. Which is just half life. So there's a good possibility that she could still be alive if she was just kidnapped and raised and all that stuff. It made me sad that it had literally just fell off. Yeah. And it is a pretty tiny town, like small ish. But it is like right off of the. Highway. highway right off 65 see that's what i'm saying like, so yeah a truck it's kind of totally sandwiched between like three major well maybe not a tr- truck driver just road any person mm-hmm. yeah just driving through needing gas and there she gas, was food anything like that just yeah. traveling through also like the thought of like if she was taken and not murdered ugh. I don't know. It sounds like a trafficking situation to me, but I don't know how prevalent that was in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I know today is a legit problem. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Ashton Kutcher (laughs) has a whole thing about it. Oh, but it's also just as. I love him for what he's done to help. Yeah, he's awesome. Aid with that. It's, but it's also a matter of in the 80s and today of them just kidnapping them and locking them in their basements for as however long they freaking feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just happened yesterday in Missouri. Someone was found after how many years? They haven't released how long the guy had her, but it was in Excelsior Springs, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Okay, well, Missouri. look forward to that. We might end up covering that she, once more information She ran out, out of the dude's house screaming. Spoilers. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I'm not trying to give spoilers. I'm just saying she got free yesterday. They haven't released any. That's crazy. Extreme information, except that she was wearing a collar. Oh damn! Nice. Oh boy! At the time Sherry had went missing, she was five four, about a hundred pounds. Remember, she's twelve. So let's add maybe an inch or two to that because she probably would have stopped growing at about fourteen. Yeah. So she's probably like 5'5 five, five now, 5'6. Five, she has brown hair, brown eyes. She has a two-inch scar on her stomach and a one-inch scar on her upper back near her shoulder. The day she went missing, she was wearing faded blue jeans, red plaid work shirt, and a new, a new set of tennis shoes. If you have any information, please call the Greenville Police Department at 334 334- All right. So, yeah, if you have any info, call the number. 
help them find this this woman. And if you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. Leave us five stars. Leave a review. Share the episode with anyone and everyone. Um, get the story out there. And uh, does anyone have any final thoughts? It's just weird how someone can just poof. Yeah, in that quickly. the world yeah. that we live in, not really. It's sad to say, but it's not really that shocking. Like, uh, not... It's not shocking. It's just <laughs> crazy how You're easily right. it is to just be like, poof, gone. For somebody to just snatch you completely unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since this was 9 a.m., 9.30 in the morning, there that had to, the town had to have been full of people. Well, I'm sure they used something to get her in the car. It depends the on the tiny what day town of the week in Alabama. It was, at it was a Friday at nine something in the yeah. morning. It's not far fetched to believe that there. I mean, if that she they was were getting going to a bank and she was going to a gas station, that there wasn't other people around. It, yeah, it's just. But I'm saying he probably just didn't. Whoever did it probably didn't just snatch her from the street they lured her into their car back so then there wasn't all the stranger them. danger yeah possibly because the her stepdad was in the bank for 15 minutes mm-hmm. yeah all i mean back then he could have just said hey you want to see my puppy or hey you want some candy yeah i'm just saying it wasn't as prevalent as it is now to tell your kids not to take things from strangers or talk to strangers or, or never, look at strangers. Never, or... ever, ever accept looking at a puppy. If they ask you if you want to look at a puppy, you say, No, thanks. I can I'm see good. I can see puppies on the internet and T V and in my household. I mean that was that's the number one way they in lure case children. They tried to lure an adult Shauna into their van with a puppy. I mean they could possibly. <laughs> I really do like dogs. I'd be like, oh puppy, what kind? <laughs> <laughs> All they gotta do is be like Alaska Malibute, and Shauna's like, oh, I'm there. a puppy. Right. So send Shauna pictures of your puppies, <laughs> and we will see y'all back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.